Let's see if we can get connected. We are. Music is coming. Tax the rich, feed the poor, tell there are no rich no Kick off the old program, get Alvin Lee, stick him back on the shelf for a little bit here and uh, get going on the Radio Ranch. Roger Sales, your host, and we stream, of course, on Eurofolk Radio Network, where some of you may be listening live, or globalvoiceradio.net, where some may be listening live also. Or you may be listening some point later on down the line, no telling how long, on some podcast off of CastBox. We welcome you wherever you're listening and whenever. Paul, you were going to say something? I heard Paul come in there. Okay. Uh, well, it's the Thursday. No, I, just, I just said yay when you mentioned uh, the Global Voice Network. Yeah, well, man, i got to give you credit. You lift lift a bunch of buckets of water around here. Uh, I did forget <laughs> to give the date stamp, though, and I was wrong. I thought... Uh, yesterday was the 30, today's 31st. I'm wrong. It's November the 1st is what my Microsoft clock and date thingy gives me. So, uh, anyway, it's, uh, rolling into December the 1st, not November. I'll get it right here in a minute. Uh, December the 1st and boy, the world is spinning, is it not? We were talking right as we went on the air. We usually have these little chats. I come on a couple minutes later, see what you guys take your temperature and uh anthony's talking i come into a back end anthony's conversation we have a little bit and i i was shocked to find out anthony's black anthony's been hanging around how many months you've been hanging around anthony six since, eight uh well since bef- uh, a month two months before may or okay. august two months before august okay because on august 16th is when i submitted my paperwork i see so about about and, five and six months yeah and I had no idea that that you were black. And I, as I told you, I don't care. It doesn't make any difference to me. I I really love black people. I like the black people that have become aware and separated yourself from the gutter culture, and that they've taken the black community into intentionally over many years. And uh, for the folks that realize that and and want to separate themselves from it, I'm, and especially if you want freedom, man, I'm all for you. Okay. So, uh, welcome, Anthony. Double welcome. You're a super sharp guy. You've added a lot here, uh, since you've been here. Obviously, you're on top of this legal stuff like stink on caca. And, uh, so we're tickled to death to have you. Uh, I guess the first thing I should say is anybody else have any life changing dramatic events that we need to discuss today? We'll go ahead and drag them out. <laughs> Well, kind of, kind of to, to add what you said about the the garbage culture is back in '91, the music industry came to music artists and wanted them to promote bad city life to fill jails, and they wanted these artists to buy shares in these jails. Mm, more Rockefeller crap. Yeah. So when you listen to that music post '91. That's what it's made to do. Well, you know, it's very interesting. I've got a very good friend down here. We've become closer, and he's a great guy, and he's a professional jazz musician. He's from Detroit, plays a trumpet, played in a bunch of bands like 
Cab Calloway, you know, the, he, he's, he wasn't in the old ones in the forties, but a lot of like Cab Calloway and Jimmy Dorsey and some of those people, they, they took those bands even after those leaders had passed away. And he played with a bunch of those people. He lived in New York up there for 10 years. This guy wrote, um, was it American Idol? When American Idol was the number one TV show on the planet, he was writing all of the music scripts for everything. So he's got a tremendous background. I wish people had stopped that. He's got a tremendous musical background. And he was telling me when he's in New York, he knew the first guys that started rap. Okay. And it wasn't anything like it is now. And the, and I was in the music business at that. I mean, I was teaching at that point. And I remember when rap came in, you know, and, uh, uh, and it, I didn't like it at all from the start. But boy, it, and what Walt says is it was really nothing like it is now originally. But I, yeah. I know from being in the record business personally and working for three labels, uh, the people that run it and their ideals and they're doing the same thing with the music business that they, uh, did with Hollywood and with everything else they touch. I mean, here's the latest. Guess what the latest? It's so ridiculous. The latest one is the National Hockey League. Have you seen this? I just saw it on the Tucker from last night with one of the great uh, hockey players that was interviewed. He's retired. Now we've got to go in and make hockey diverse. We want more black, more black. Uh, well, I, that's gonna that's gonna be hard with hockey <laughs> because in hockey they encourage Aquarians. They encourage alpha male Aquarians to play hockey. Right. So now what they've got to do is they have to find these people in other communities. Yeah, they're, they're, they're talking about trans people playing hockey. Okay. I mean. So now you've got to find a trans male, <laughs> <laughs> aggressive, A-type, oh. okie dokie. Uh, folks, the world's gone mad with these monsters leading it. And you can see what they're doing. And that, what is it? We can't fight it. You're not going to go in and fight the National Hockey League. I don't know why. Why don't we go in and diversify the National the Bas- National Basketball Association? What about where's the reverse of that? Well, we don't talk about that, okay? So it's just all this commie crap, and uh, we're we're dictated not to fight it but to remove ourselves, and that's what we try and, of course, do around here. And then maybe you can get stronger and do some influence, and maybe we can get stronger – together as a group of uh, folks like us, and hopefully we'll do that. Hey, we're, Roger, we're, we're making some progress. Yeah, hold on. Paul, who was the Hey Roger there? Anthony. Oh, okay, Anthony. Yeah. C- kind of an update on the TikTok. There are now 5,100 people. Oh, God. Good for you. Good for you. Well, we can take one step forward, two steps back. We're making a few steps forward, though, here lately. I would encourage you again while I'm thinking about it on my mind, if you didn't hear us the other day, let's try and get on Mike Adams' radar. And what I'd like for you, each of you to do is just take a minute. Don't do anything long. I don't want you shouldn't don't send him any life stories. OK, and uh, but just some short email. And I'd rather have it in your own words. On, on about the information, how it's affected you, how important you think it is, how critical uh, it is for, for, for him and his audience to be exposed to this, the fact that everything else that he covers is, is all, this is underneath all of that, because everything that happens that these people are covering is possible because of this. 
okay? And so if you drop Mike Adams an email, be nice, be short, be concise, to your point, situation update, situation update at protonmail.com is his email address, and we'll see if we can't get Mike's attention. Uh, things are getting so crazy, and uh, uh, it just seems like the crazier it gets, the better audience we got to pop this stuff into them. You know, it's exactly. the old uh, Beal. It's the old Howard Beal deal, you know, Paul. You remember Howard Beal, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm mad as yeah, hell, and I ain't going to take it anymore, and I can send this paper, and I'm going to shove it up your ass. Uh-huh. You know, I don't think they're going to have any problem finding uh, finding uh, players to diversify hockey. I mean, I remember watching roller derby. I mean, those chicks were scary. Okay. I don't think they are going to have any problem finding women that have more brass than most of the guys walking around out there. I just don't see it. Well, I don't see the it. Roles, I just don't the, see any people from the Philippines playing hockey. Do I know? No, no, sure don't. I Your wonder Japanese why. hockey players? Uh, I think I don't know if Japan has a hockey club or not. Quite frankly, no, they no, they play they play baseball. Yes, yes, they do. And I heard the other day that there was <laughs> this is pretty good actually. This came up at lunch over there in the Japanese baseball league. There's a player named who H U, and and he he hit a single, and the announcers go, "Wow, who's finally on first? <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's pretty funny, you got to admit. <laughs> What's on second? So, <laughs> I don't know. It's on third. <laughs> we need a little levity every now and then in this crazy-ass world, don't we? Um, uh, gosh, there's many things to talk about. I don't know that I had anything particularly on my mind. I'm... Uh, I was just thinking about the uh, the last two days shows and yesterday we got Christine's foreclosure deal and Ron comes on again and hopefully we found a course of action where at least we can say, well, we tried, you know, uh, I put all those folks together on an email and we'll see it doesn't happen immediately. So hopefully maybe we'd be able to do something to help poor old Ron get out of the mental institution and see if we can get him straightened out and, and, you know, get out of his current condition and anything be an improvement with that. Uh, hey, Roger. Yeah, well, there's Merca. Hi, Merca. Buenos dias. Buenos. Good morning. Uh, guess what? I what? got my passport back. Good for you. <clears throat> and the lady, <laughs> I don't know, I think it was the lady from the post office, Um, she spelled out the application incorrectly or something because I got the passport back and it says replacement for a lost passport and I called the post office I mean not the post office the um, travel state dot gov uh, for the passport yes and I asked them questions and they told me well I told her I told them my passport says that it's it's a replacement, not a renewal, and I applied for a renewal. And he's like, "Well, why would they? Why would they say that if if it's not a replacement?" I'm like, "I don't know." But um, 
Well, now hold on. I hold, uh, now, uh, Mur- 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 I did not Murka, use it. Murka, hold on. <clears throat> this came up a while back. I just want to make sure we've all got the foundation. I thought, didn't you lose your passport card? The card, the passport book, I did not. And right. I did talk to the agent about that. And he said, yeah, that's fine. The passport card is different from the passport book. You did not lose your passport book. Correct. And I'm like, okay. And, well, that's what it says on here. And he's like, well, he looked it up. And it's, he says it's a limited replacement passport that you got. And it seems that they did an error and that you need to contact uh, the counselor's affairs. He gave me the address. But, you know, send him a letter. I'm like, oh, great. I'm like, is there something else that we can do on the phone now or on um, email or something? And he's, he just gave me the information. So I'm going to walk into the post office and talk to the postmaster there and tell him this is what happened and see if they can fix it. Well, the, the, um, the post office, shouldn't, <laughs> I don't think, is going to be able to uh, uh, overcome a mistake the passport i'm confused well, it, Mur- i'm real confused uh, Merck. I'm yeah sorry. i think the lady sent it in as a replacement from the passport the uh, post office well go you, talk to them. you lost it didn't you just the card the card should not affect the passport but okay now what and what did you get back again it's very confusing to me Mur- i got both the card and, and the passport book uh-huh. But the passport book says it's a replacement and it's limited, like it's a limited passport. So it sounds like like I can't renew or get another one or something like that. So you, I have you, to you, figure all that out. Okay, well, <laughs> you, you lost the passport card. You went to the right. post office and told them you lost it. You don't go to the post the office. Card, you go to not the, the pass- passport book. I had the book in front of me, and I gave it to her. So do you and now have two books? Yeah. Two I have the okay. old one, and I have my new one. Um, okay. So- well, one thing, one thing that I think may be important to you, when you, like when you renew and you've got even an expired passport, okay? Right. When they send it right back to you, it's got three holes punched in it. The, the original one you've got is intact with no holes put punched in it. So no, the the what the lady did was she gave me my book back. She didn't send it with the paperwork. Correct. She didn't. She, usually, I send my my book with the new application, and she did not take it. Like she said, I don't need that right now. I don't. You don't need this. I don't need to send this. So she gave it back to me. I have the old one. And I'm just waiting for the rest of my other stuff to come back. Um, but the agent from the travelstate.gov just told me to contact them by a letter explaining, you know, what I applied for and the error that was made and ask them why is it showing a replacement card when okay. it should be a renewal. Okay, well, yep. the first lesson here is don't lose don't lose your passport. Exactly. Card. Yeah. So I don't think they updated my 
Okay, well, com- uh, communicate uh, with them and see if you can get it straightened out. It's out of my pay grade. I'll, right? I'll let you know. I know. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to let you know. Okay, first lesson, don't lose your passport stuff. Man, I'm telling you, what we do in the con- in, 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 out of the country is because now everybody wants to see your passport if you don't have your country of, res- you know, if you haven't gone through a residency process. And so the first thing they told me when I got to Argentina, let's go to a copy store. We're going to make a color copy of the of the front page, and we're going to get it laminated. You leave the passport at home. You carry that. Okay? Because you do not want to lose a passport. I mean, it. you got to go through some real hoops when you do that. Okay? You don't want it stolen, lost, whatever. It's just extra burden for you. And potential confusion, as Merck is showing us here this morning. Hey, Roger. Yes, sir. Uh, that, that makes me, uh, that seems like a pretty good idea for a bug out bag. If anyone is uh, concerned about maybe having to get them go quickly, uh, you know that lamination idea. I don't know. Yep, it's better than not having it. Go to a copy store, get them to shoot a color copy of it, get it laminated, leave your passport at home. Yep. Okay. And it may not, well, with a passport card, I don't know. I've never even seen a passport card, all right? Um, I know it's just like a driver's license in essence, but uh, it, so but just be careful with it, folks. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Leaves a passport at home in a fireproof safe. It, it, it just, uh, just, you don't want to carry it with you, Okay. If you have that substitute with you, because these people here, and I'm sure in the U.S. too, you show them that, that's as good as your passport. To them, they're just looking for ID. They're not going to run it through a little machine and give you a visa stamp, which is really why you need the passport book, period. Okay? It's because all, it, you can use a card, and we've covered this before. It started the year that I applied. It was 2007. I remember it distinctly because that's when I stumbled onto this and submitted my affidavit for the first time. And what had happened is they changed the rule that year. Late in the year, after people already had summer plans made, they change it in the spring, I guess, with – and they go, uh, you, you got to have a passport to travel to Canada, Mexico, or the Caribbean. You know, go hop down to Miami and get on a cruise ship. You used to could do it with a driver's license. Well, they changed that. So all those people that had passport or, uh, vacation plans now had to scramble and get passport cards. And that's the, the uh, delay that my application got hooked up in was that surge. Uh, but to travel other than those countries, you got to have the book. And the reason for that is because all those other countries run you with well, a, here's what happens. You go through, you get out of the airport, you go through immigration, they take your passport, they open up that front page with a little uh, digital information uh, bar at the bottom, and they run it through one of those slide scan things. And you're on the other side of the computer. They, your profile comes up, and it tells you all about them. And they let you go through. And they, but they take a stamp. And they flip back. Somebody's got a, a football game or something going on in the background there. Um, okay, thank you. And uh, they take the stamp, and they stamp the visa pages in the back on when you enter the country most of these countries got a 90-day tourist visa 
So when you leave, if you leave, when you leave, they grab your passport on the way out and they stamp when you exited. Uh, some people are such prolific travelers that they've got an open passport and they've traveled so much that all their visa pages are stamped up. You, and it gets to the point where they're stamping over other country stamps and whatever country you're going into, and they want to look back and see the your visa travel history there. And it gets so confusing because all these stamps are all over each other. You can go back to the State Department and return your passport, and they'll put more pages in the visa section because your passport isn't expired yet. They don't want to issue a new one. Okay? so But that's what the book's for. All right? I don't necessarily think if you, our folks aren't going to leave the country, you're not some sort of, if you're not planning on getting the hell out of there, uh, uh, that you might not, you don't probably need a passport book, you know, but I'll, I'll leave that decision with you guys. So, uh, the individual. So, uh, where, where, well, who's got something here? Hey, Roger. Good morning. My name's Steve. Hello, Steve. I'm a, I, uh, emailed you many months ago after the Sarah Restall, um, uh, interview that's where i came from okay good. and uh was probably one of the last people to get the actual email before the website was up because i think that came in a little bit afterwards well but, yeah uh, i'll tell you what now you can steve you can thank paul paulson stuck his nose in the conversation a couple of times it's paul that came also from sarah westall that has set up this website so you can thank him directly okay awesome well thank you paul um i had a question i just uh just have my affidavit notarized. I've waited for a while because I wanted to get all my taxes squared away for the year. Right. Good um, idea. Run self-employed, run a couple of different businesses. And so there was, uh, there's a lot of complexities in them. So I wanted to get all that done. So that's finished and, um, getting ready to send the affidavit in to the state department. Um, but then with regards to the other notices to local state, state and local, you know, county officials on the cover letter, um, I'm going to pull up what I've got here. I'm, I'm wondering if it's worth writing. Uh, right now, the the verbiage that I've got that I've, I've pulled from another template, I went, it was one of the students, I forget his name, that did the, the YouTube video. Um, he had a couple that, of different. That would be probably Joe. I don't know if it was Joe. It was before that. It was oh, one of the younger guys. Pres- oh, Presley. Our Presley. boy Presley. Presley. Young Presley. Presley. Yeah. So um, I looking at the the – verbiage from the cover letters that have been in a couple of different uh, examples. I kind of like to look at what everybody's saying and how they're wording it. Sure. And what, what he has, the uh, attached affidavit copy declares I'm a national citizen of the state that you're in, a citizen of the United States of America under constitutional contract of 1787. This makes me a non-resident of the residency and alien to the citizenship of the 14th Amendment. And uh, as such, I am not subject to the jurisdictional statements of the United States Code. And then what I was wondering... Even more important, even more important is not just the code, but the regulations. Okay, so codes and regulations. And then, um, and then my question is, is it worth putting in or any derivative state of whatever revised statutes? No, not really. Not, you know, not really. in other words, look, the well, even though it doesn't matter what these people understand it or not, the hierarchy that you're sending it to understands it. Okay. Um, I think my all, I don't know that there is a right way to do this, Steve. I mean, we've just pioneered this and come to these as simple as possible conclusions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, my feeling is the briefer you can keep it, the better off you are. In other words, the less statements you make, the less somebody has a chance to challenge you. 
Agreed. Agreed. Now, Steve, let me ask you a question. Where are you in the country? Colorado. Okay. What part? Denver? Uh, Colorado Springs. Yeah, just oh, okay. south of Denver. Sea Springs. Yeah. yeah, I know where Sea Springs is. You just yeah. had a big you just had a big gay gay fag shooting out there. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it, it was unfortunate and uh because all those are unfortunate, but what's what's frustrating is the um the reaction to people that don't know what they're don't know what they're talking about and jump to conclusions about what it was. Right. Um and then and then fifteen minutes later if he'll just wait. That yeah, right. just comes out. Yeah, there's a lot more, a lot, a lot more to it. So. They want, they always want that first impression to scare the hell or accomplish whatever their agenda is they're pushing. Yep, exactly. Unless yeah, it doesn't fit their agenda, then they won't cover it at all. Yeah, then, yeah, exactly. Then, then it's crickets or uh, change the subject very quickly, which, which is kind of what happened here. As soon as they found out that, oh, this doesn't fit the narrative, it kind of dropped off the radar for the most part. So now, Steve, you say you oversee several businesses. How are you structured? Uh, they're LLCs, uh, uh, elected as escorts. Okay. So they're passed through. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, I listen to a lot, of, a lot of the different uh, conversations that have happened in accounts. I've had the answers to some of those questions because I've you know, been self-employed for 10 plus years. I was right. Air Force, um, for, uh, Academy grad officer oh. for seven years and then got out, did some defense contracting and then, uh, then, and then self-employed for since 2012. My daddy wanted me to go to the Air Force Academy so bad. It was a good time if you like uh, <laughs> no sleep, getting yelled at. Well, you what you know, Vietnam was happening, man. It wasn't my bag. I knew something was wrong way back then, oh, yeah. and I wasn't going. Okay. <clears throat> no. Yeah, I, uh, it was it was a kind of a secondary thing. I when I was young, I wanted to be an astronaut, and figured well, the best way to do that is to be the guy flying the whatever we're in. Right. And uh, went down that route and had a had a had a good time and. But got out and kind of thankful that that's been the case, given everything that's happened the last couple of years. Well, cool. Now, as a man of education, obviously sharp guy, successful. What what has changed in your life since you uh, crossed paths with this information? It's a good question. Um, I've thought about it a lot lately as I get closer to actually pulling the trigger on this. And uh, I think what it what it is is knowing for a very long time that something is wrong. It's, right. And, and seeing it, uh, and the, the, the disconnect between the Constitution, the founding documents, the, uh, the intents of the founding fathers and what the country started as and where we are today. I was like, how did we get so far off? Well, you know, we now, you know now, you know now. <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 it answered that question. I think yes. is what this information is. You know, like, oh, so now, now I can see. So it's brought you some sanity. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I knew that th- there's always right and wrong. Um, you can, you know, corruption can do um, amazing things over a long enough period of time. Yes. Um, but this added clarity to the scope and methodology of the corruption. Nope. Um, and the, uh, I think it was on, it may have been one of another one of Sarah Westall's podcasts uh, that I was listening to where somebody made the point that, you know, the enemy has a uh, 500 year uh, game plans with 50 year execution Correct. periods. Correct. You know, and so if you think about it like that, we're only halfway into the, the game oh, yeah. plan. No, they're long term planners. I mean, you can go back mm-hmm. now and look and see this. And I, this, I don't know, this really hit me about a year, maybe a year and a half or so ago. I'm a Southern boy, you know, as you probably know. And 
uh, all this Civil War stuff has hung over our heads my whole life, even though I really didn't live in the South when I was young, you know. But it's always affected by it. My roots are there, and uh, it's just always been a question. It's always been an aggravated point and all that stuff. Well, now all of a sudden I understand it perfectly, see? And I know now that in my heart of hearts that Civil War was fought to get these two amendments in the Constitution so they could control the world with it 100 years later, 250-year periods, okay? And when you understand this, and we know the end game, and you can look at those two amendments with what we know and how they can be analyzed, but there ain't a damn doubt. Ain't a doubt in my mind, okay? Yeah, it's it's interesting to put that in in connection with the understanding the context of uh, the Civil War being fomented by the British and the French, most of the British, you know, being upset about the loss of their, their meal ticket and the colonies, and then putting all that together to see that, it wasn't. It was an economic play, uh, ultimately, but the scope of it is far outweighs what, what even just understanding that history. Uh, yeah. But between because now you've enslaved an entire population for generations. Yep. And um, that's that's worth a lot of money to the bankers. They're very slick, and now you can see really why they're so scared of this, because it exposes all that and it frees you at the same time. I mean, when yeah, you file that, terrifying. both of those things happen. They're exposed. They got no rebuttal. They can't deny, and you're free. And, boy, is that two diametrically opposed concepts that happen simultaneously, and you see the power of truth, don't you? Yep. No, it's it's powerful information. I'm glad, to, glad you were on the, that interview. I got your book. I'm, I'm about, I don't know, 25% into it because I'm – Trying to, I'm a big detail guy, and I like right. to see the entire picture. So, well, boy, trying wait. to piece together all the things. Well, if you're a detail guy, wait till you get to the back half. <laughs> the <laughs> I just, front half. I just started part two last night. <laughs> well, you know, and I was thinking, it's funny you should say that because I was thinking about it last night, and uh, uh, I look back at at what I didn't know when that book was written. That book's very powerful. Okay. But well, I didn't even have any idea about American Samoa. It's not mentioned anywhere in that book. I didn't know that. I didn't know a lot of this stuff that's there, but that's incredible basis. And you can add the things we've learned, but boy, you get that basis right there. You got your arms around it. Now, if you're 25% through it, you're in the my story, okay? And I don't remember if I said this in the book or not, quite frankly, but uh, see, I had a real conundrum. I think that's the way you pronounce it. I had a real personal conundrum back there because I'd been doing it long enough to know how confusing this stuff is if you just plop it in front of somebody. So I didn't want to just write the book and have just the second half in there with all the legal stuff. And I, I know you got to kind of open up a little bit to people before they can even approach getting all that stuff put in front of them. Okay, most folks. Exactly. And so... I, my father was uh, was an Air Force officer. He was uh, uh, he was like many Air Force officers, an alcoholic, and <laughs> and uh, so I, I'd gone to many AA meetings. Our family is very involved in AA, and um, and I I'd kind of formatted the book after an AA talk, and so that's why my story's at the front to kind of show you the journey how I walked it, what happened, the things that were important along the way. And that opens up the second half. You know? Yeah, certainly. I, uh, I've, one of the things that was kind of a, a little bit of a mental 
hurdle to get over was how it is, especially when explaining to people, because, you know, I'm, I've, I've been a patriot since I was old enough to know what the flag was. That's the kind of family I grew up in right. and, um, grew up in the, uh, you know, as a teenager in the nineties when Rush Limbaugh was on the radio all the time and the right. Clintons were in office. And so there was always never any lack of, uh, political fodder to, <laughs> of course, you uh, find, find issue with. And, um, the idea that, that we've all been tricked into submitting to a set of rules. It just is like, well, how does that, how does that even work? How can you, how can you do that? And that's legal. And it came to me the other day when I was thinking about it, if you've been in the military, you understand it because you, you signed up to be under the UCMJ. So when you signed your paperwork and said, all right, I'm in, you then volunteered yourself to be subject to the UCMJ as an additional set of laws and rules that were even on top of, you know, whatever the, the federal regulations are and the codes and all the other junk that we as c- civilian serfs are, are uh, you know, subject to. So it made sense when I thought of it that way is that, yeah, you can, you can opt in to something and be subject to it. And then when your time's up or you decide not to be subject to it any longer, you can opt out as long as a volunteer to go in. And so that was kind of a light bulb for me that, you know, it is possible. And that's how the system works is that you can volunteer they- into it. And subject to it. <laughs> They've got this thing set up like a lobster Dave, trap. I gotta get off for a bit, okay? Hello? Theo, is that you? Okay. It, it reminds me of a lobster crab trap. I don't know if any of y'all have done any of that sort of thing. But, you know, they, they, they take this trap where the lobster can, or the crab can get in. And they got the bait in there. But by God, they very rarely ever get out. Okay. And, and of course, that's exactly how this is set up. Steve, where were you born and raised? Uh, I grew up in Kansas. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, yep. Steve. Guy with uh, good Midwest values there. Steve, welcome, <laughs> Steve. We're glad to have you. Please feel free to mm-hmm. contribute and come forth with uh, any questions or anything that you have. Obviously, you're a very sharp guy. And uh, we're tickled to have you. Yep. Somebody wants to yak at you, Steve. Steve, this is Samuel. Uh, one of my favorite pieces of architecture in this country is the Air Force Academy Chapel. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's in a giant was, box right now, though. <laughs> I was so enamored. I was so enamored with that as a younger man in high school that later on I asked the Academy to send me the blueprints, and I built a scale model of it. You're kidding. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, it's neat. I almost got married in it, but my wife and I met my senior year. Oh, that two, year wedding, two year waiting list. So you have to uh you have to reserve when you're a sophomore if you want to get married in the academy. Oh my god. <laughs> so, but uh well, Roger, I did have one other question that I okay, wanted to well, throw I'm out. Gonna, I'm, for one thing I want to give my condolences for all you folks that live in Colorado, how how far left they've taken that state. It didn't used to be that oh, rough. No, it's rough. We're the we're the poster child slash test bed for the mail-in voting scams. Yeah, it started here. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's been it's been bad ever since they did that. But um, regarding the the affidavit and sending it in, and you know, trying to, my wife's totally on board. She's ready to go. We got one written for the kids, but she did. She's like, all right, let's just maybe you do it first and make sure nothing bad happens, and then we can all do it. <laughs> and you know, I I get it. So the question. The listening to, you know, last six months of calls and, you know, watching everything. And the fact that you said like in 12 years, nothing really, really has come back. That's ever been a negative. Some pushback, the bluff letters, things of that nature. But regarding the bluff letters that seem to be a little bit more, um, 
that actually had some teeth was the one that got posted yesterday in the Telegram group. A guy named John had gotten a reply back then. He's not going to bring it up, but uh, basically denied his password application with the verbiage that's that first sentence of that one bluff letter based on the 14th Amendment. We can't change the law because it's the Constitution and you can't whatever, whatever, other than by operation of law. Right. The key phrase they had to put in there, where they put it? Right. Well, crap. We haven't had that happen in a while. Okay. Let's see here. What happened? I don't hear anything. Anybody there? Uh, yeah, everybody got. Jitsy had a hiccup. Yeah. Okay, is everybody back on? Is Steve back on? Yes, Roger. Okay. And then I have a, another student, Sean, that's waiting All to right, jump well, on and ask a question. Right. Okay, Sean, be patient. Let's see. Jitsy has a hiccup here. We'll get Steve back. Steve, are you back? Sorry. Well, no, yeah, it was not your. It's not your fault. It was a jitsy hiccup, so doesn't okay. happen too often. Occasionally. Yeah. For, for Steve, this is Craig on Colorado. Hey, Craig. So I'm not far from you. Uh, I, I put a contact information in a private message. Okay. Chat. Thanks. Okay, Steve. You were. You were I think where we got hiccuped was when you were talking about the. 12 years there's never been any backlash and then the letter that was posted yesterday and i think uh except by operational law was the last concept i got okay. before we got hiccuped okay craig i just checked the messages i think when jitsi hiccuped it it died so if you could send that again that'd be awesome um yeah so that was my question was that's the first one i've seen that somebody got denied a passport based on submission of the affidavit now i don't know if it was he'd only submitted the affidavit with well, the passport or if he'd send in the naked affidavit first i did i didn't see the letter you're referring to so i'm a little in the dark here somebody what what happened yeah hey this is john i'm the guy that sent in the letter okay and uh, all right hold on letter for what catch us up let's get let's get all the background so everybody's on the same page here Okay, I sent in my naked affidavit to right. the Secretary of State. Right. And that was in mid-September. Okay. I didn't hear any response from that. You never will. Okay, great. And then I sent in my passport application in right. October. Right. And I uh, haven't heard anything back until just um, this last week. Right. And I, I got this letter that denied my application. Why? <laughs> well, here's what it says. In accordance with the 14th Amendment of the Constitution oh, of the United shit. States, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States. As supreme law of our land. Oh, Lord, the, you got the standard bluff letter from the passport. They, now, they sent you, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to draft them a reply back. Okay, the, the, at, the, at the end of that first paragraph, it says, except by operation of law, correct? Uh, yeah, it says okay. it cannot be waived by unilateral. Uh, well, yeah, by unilateral. That's bullshit. That's legal stuff. That's why they put the except by operational law at the bat at the as last. They're they're trying to bluff you. Okay, see what you know. You want to address them back and tell them, according to Vitell's Law of Nations, every man has the right of personal political self determination. Okay, 
as as echoed in the United Nations Charter. Verbatim, by the way, pretty much. Okay. Now then you want to go into the Certificate of Non-Citizen Nationality on the State Department's website. We've talked about it incessantly here. And pull that little thing, according to your own policy document, all U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals. Okay? Okay. And you send that back to them. You could probably embellish it a little more, one or two, but that's the, the, a couple of key things. You could also put this in there. The 14th Amendment, as quoted in your letter, says, and subject to the jurisdiction thereof. It does not say, are subject to the jurisdiction thereof okay okay hit those three points send it back to them i've never had anybody that replied to that that didn't get their passport there's a there's another thing that you can add into that is in black laws dictionary it states that corporations are persons as that word is used in the 14th amendment you can put that in there Hmm. roger got a concept for you Okay, who's this? Who's concepting us? That's Bruce from Branson, Missouri. Oh, hey, hey, Bruce. I was just thinking about the uh, illegal aliens getting benefits from Social Security. <laughs> Ten times, 15 times more than what we're getting that we paid into it. Yeah. Why can't we uh, notify Social Security that we are legal or we're lawful aliens? Well, you could if you want to. I'm, I mean, we're nationals. Well, I mean, you know, when I alien to well, okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to say I put up my social security account when I was in Argentina. Okay, yeah, and uh, that was the problem with my with this passport stuff because I had mine stolen right. after the accident. A couple of Americans got into my house, stole ten ounces of gold, took everything out of the house, and and ripped up and stole my passport. Nice Americans. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, I had turned 62. I've been having to sell metals to live, and I'm ty- I don't like selling metals, obviously. And so I had to go back and, and apply for Social Security at 62 to stop that drain. But yet I didn't have a passport. And if you're in a foreign country, you got to have a passport to open a Social Security account. And you got to do it through the country you're in. Okay, so that's when I went through this whole temporary thing and had one temporarily for a year. But when I got my temporary one, then I could apply and open my account and draw off of it. Okay, and I submitted my affidavit with that application. Well, well, that's what I'm getting at is uh, we're now as national alien to the United States, um, the federal government corporation. Yep. Right. So why can't we get the same benefits the illegal aliens coming in here? Uh, you because, get bounty. Because the communists, the, the communists are not in favor of your position. Is why. But I'm, I qualify as an alien. Well, put their feet to the fire, Bruce. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just you know. Well, it's just a thought I came I came up with. Uh, trying to get benefits because we're not getting our benefits that we pay. Well, now, you know, it's interesting. This came up a while back, and that word benefits, you know, it's just Steve mentioned Rush Limbaugh a minute ago yeah. when he was growing up. Remember Rush Limbaugh in the early days? What was his, yep. big, what was his big phrase? Words mean things. Right. Okay. <clears throat> now, we found out because somebody here got on the Social Security site and did a bunch of digging. Okay. If 
you've got an account no matter if you've completed your 40 quarters or you're drawn off of it or anything else if you've got an open account and you and it's getting contributed to through your work efforts those are not benefits if you've got an account and you're drawn off of it like i am those are not benefits it's the people that don't have an account that get paid out of social security those are benefits so there's a line of demarcation here but that's what i was saying we're not getting our benefits that we paid into i am okay I'm great. Right. I mean, in all honesty, I, I'm I'm grateful for Social Security. I'd have never saved oh, yeah. two or I'm three dollars a paycheck, you know, over all those years. And even though they right. stole ninety percent of it, I understand that part too. I'm grateful yeah. to get the little pittance that I get every month, and it allows me to, you know, pay my bills and live. So uh, I don't live high on the hog. I don't care about that. I got no ego, and I don't want the big car and the big house. I've come to understand in life that the more you those things you got, the more those things own you. Okay, so the uh, more of them I can keep out of my life, and the simpler it is, the better I am, and the happier I am, and the less problems I've got to deal with. So that's just my personal way of looking at this. Yeah. Well, just just a thought. Do you know if we? I haven't told the story in a while. It's worth telling on Social Security uh, that Neil Bortz used to tell. Any any of y'all, Neil, I know a few of you probably listen to Bortz. Is Bortz still on the air? He probably isn't, right? Did anybody, anybody familiar? Anybody even no. know who he's? he's I, know his, he, I know his name. I haven't heard he him in a long time. He retired a while back. Did he? Okay. Yeah, he, he was, he was taking, he was taking all that money and he sent his wife down to Naples and they were buying all that real estate. Well, probably since Florida's turned around, hopefully he's done pretty good with it. Uh, regardless, this is a story he used to tell on his show. Um, he went to Texas A&M, graduated from A&M, so he's familiar with that part of the country over there. And when the Social Security Act was passed, there was a loophole in it. And if a municipality or city or whatever, any entity, I guess, could set up their own Social Security-type uh, system. And there was only one city in the country that did it. And it was down, I think, around Beaumont or Corpus Christi. Okay, and today the people that were picked up trash or the water department, you know how much they get a month? They get they get like one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. So if you want to know how much they've stolen out of the federal Social Security versus something like that, even the lowest employee in the city gets over one hundred thousand year a year in retirement because they ran an honest program. Surprise, surprise. Okay, who we got? Who's got something else? Steve, good to have you, and uh, uh, hopefully you'll continue to be with us and contribute. Um, yep, thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, man, well, we're glad to have you. Uh, hey, so, yes, sir, who's that? Uh, this is Sean. Okay, that's the new student. Hey, Sean. How are you doing? Good, no, man. No, Where no, are, okay, no. first of all, how'd you find us? Where are you? Well, I've been here for uh, a couple months but i finally decided to speak up here well well initially how'd you cross paths with the information just stroke of luck or got on your side or what well i was on youtube one day and uh 
found this David Strait guy, and I was like, ah, he sounds like an idiot, but uh, let's give him a shot. <laughs> and okay, and, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's like the old after, song. And then, <laughs> yeah. Then I tried to research all the stuff, and some of it made sense, some of it didn't, and I just kept searching and searching. Found you. Okay, well, good. We're glad you did. You lucky man. To wade through the charlatans and get to us. <laughs> oh, thank God. I actually came to this uh, to this group uh, by, the, by the same way I found David Strait first and just thought that some of his stuff sounded kind of kooky. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, God does give us discernment. I pray for that every day. Yep. Well, you received it, evidently. So I got this uh, citation. Um, uh, no, insur- no insurance, vehicle registration expired a lot. Um, and I gave him my, my passport card. It did not seem to matter. Um, he finally accepted it. And it came back. He came back with a citation with all my driver's license information and even my phone number on it. So I don't. I'm like, well, they just they crossed they cross referenced in a database, and that driver's license registration was there. Uh, mm-hmm. Where where in the country are you? Oh, Texas. Sorry about that. Okay, uh, we got some Texas folks on here that have na- navigated this. Uh, driving traveling thing uh successfully and may have something to add what part of texas uh where the hills meet the pines okay well all right well you're gonna have to down towards austin (laughs) uh tyler oh tyler out to the east of dfw well it's what you're about an hour away from dfw right yeah, just about. All right, we got a good group over there. Not l- tremendously large, but they're real solid. You got Wayne, and you got Surrey, and you got Jeff here. And Jeff, who I think is with us this morning, you piped in a little earlier. I thought Jeff. Uh, uh, he's he's had uh, just the opposite experience there in Texas. Why don't you tell uh, Sean what you did, Jeff? My offense was driving fifty in the forty zone. And so at about 9.50 a.m., I got stopped, and I had prepared my paperwork, which was my passport card, proof of insurance, and bill of sale. I gave the cop all three. He looked at the bill of sale, which is just basically the receipt for the truck I paid in cash. Then he takes my insurance, and my passport card goes back to his squad car. He's there seven or eight minutes. And he said, well, I'm just going to give you a warning. Uh, Can I ask you a question? And I said, you can ask me anything. And I was laughing at the time, chuckling, because I was having a good time. And so he asked me, well, why did you give me your passport card when your driver license isn't expired? And I told him, because I was not driving in commerce. He said, that was it. He said, well. Yeah, when I handed my passport card over to him, he said, yeah, this is a passport card. Do you have a driver's license? And I said, I do, but you can run my passport card. Thank you. Because I'm traveling, not driving. And then Good. he finally came back. And right. I didn't even bring up the traveling. I decided I'm not going to use any of those code words or trigger words. Just uh, 
be me be me peaceful just like like nothing's going on and there was nothing going on no problem yeah they got me for vehicle registration and no insurance which okay have you put you want to be financially responsible so i've got insurance and that doesn't depend upon your uh plates on your vehicle quote unquote Hmm. Jeff, when you signed, did you have to sign the citation that he gave you? And if you if you did, did you sign it with like you know uh, all rights reserved or or without prejudice in UCC one three zero eight? There was no signing going on at all. So you just took the took the citation. Well, yeah. you got a warning. Just, just a receipt for a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, did you tell the insurance company you're a national? No. Did you read the contract and see if you committed perjury by signing that document? No, I don't care. Let them talk to me about it if they want. <laughs> hey, as you new folks can hear, Jeff's been around a while. He's a little empowered. <laughs> Good answer. So so both of you gentlemen were stopped for exceeding the speed limit or what? I was, yeah. I was not. I was fishing. And then when I, I showed up, they already ran all my information. Fishing? You were fishing? Like in yeah, the local bass pond in, or what? At a state park or whatever. <laughs> okay. Good grief, yeah. yeah. And when I, and they were just waiting for someone to show up to the vehicle, which I did. And then as soon as I turned my key on, they showed up with a pre-written citation. <laughs> Well, these were these park rangers, or were they uh, official Texas? Uh, oh, they're game wardens. Oh, geez, almighty! <laughs> well, we had a situation like this recently out of Colorado, and our our buddy Steve out there, his brother Frank, and him are both in this, and he's off. I think he lives around Sea Springs, and uh, he's off in some national park on some road out, probably four wheeling or motorcycle or something. And it's a trail, and it's not marked that you can't go on it. And he's been on it before, and all of a sudden he gets stopped, and they give him a $180 ticket for being on a prohibited road. And he writes me an email and goes, well, here, Roger, what about this federal ticket? I said, a federal ticket? Hell, I've never even heard of one, much less seen one. And so I'm not sure how that has gone about. He, I said, you go fight it. Give them your national thing. I don't know. You, you're going to have to do a little research. Are people that are from foreign countries uh, uh, open to that type of citation if they're on federal uh, uh, park, park property? And I don't know. He hadn't filled us in on what's happened since, but I'd never heard of a federal ticket before. And this is kind of along those lines of a game warden. You're getting a game warden ticket. Uh, it was just it was a public parking lot, you know. Just uh, off the dam, just do whatever. And uh, I've sent all my notices in. Right. That's why I was so surprised that. Well, you uh, didn't send it to the park service, evidently. (laughs) I just get so ridiculous, man. I have to carry hand down. Well, yeah, I ask about them, that, living in Colorado and hunting. Tell them, tell them that you'll you'll fix them a fish dinner if they'll just throw it away and come on over. <laughs> on any citation, you have a seventy-two hour right of res- uh, to rescind it. That's right. Probably. So look up look up right of rescission, and you can give it back to them, sign it off, get a receipt for it, and go from there. 
Yeah, Lewis no, told us how to do that or how it worked in Massachusetts when, right? Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's Lewis. what I'm looking for. I'm looking how to how to move forward because I got it yesterday. Okay, uh, look under a 72-hour oh. rescission. Is that it, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, no, this is Anthony. 72-hour right of rescission. Yeah, you can look under rights of rescission, and it should give you the, the code for it. Look, and then look for you that. Can also, where? Go ahead. Um, you can just put it in Google. Yeah, just a oh, search. Okay. No, not we don't use the G word around here. Well, yeah. I, my apologies. <laughs> anything you actually want. Q-W-A-N-T is a good search. They do their own referencing. Thank you. Uh, in- indexing. Q- um, Q-W-A-N-T. Go ahead. You want... I also wanted to say, uh, Dave in the thumb, are you here? I don't think he is. The one you thought was Theo was Ron Strasser. Oh, okay. And and he said to Dave, he said, I'm going to get off now, and I heard him hang up. So I don't know if that might even be sort of what happened with the Jitsi, but I'm going to kick uh, Dave's phone off. It's probably going to do him a favor. If he's not there, it's just hooked up. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, yeah, hello. There's a little female voice coming in from the distance. Hello. Hi. Um, I actually wanted to kind of uh, continue on the thread of well, and, um Hold on. I missed the thread of, and then I heard some interruption. So can you talk a little louder or get closer to the microphone? My son is really horrendous, and I've been duking it out with the carrier for a while. Is this better? A little better, yeah. Now, can you start again? Because I don't want to miss anything we've missed. So, um, it's Victoria from uh, California. Oh, hey, Victoria. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to kind of add on to what John and Steve were talking about regarding the passport. And I had spoken to a fellow person from our group last night, and she had recommended that I send my my affidavit in with priority mail because here's what happened um i sent it registered with a certified uh return receipt the registered okay that that was your first that was your first mistake go ahead you should never use registered mail you should always use certified well i used both (laughs) well you should you should let Registered mail. We got we got some retired post office folks on on the line here. Okay, registered mail is for things that have intrinsic value: gold, silver, bearer bond. The reason. Okay, I'll shut up. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying that that's what you use registered mail for. And the reason people have problems with it, it's slower, it's more expensive, is because it's supposed to be used for things with intrinsic value. And everybody from the clerk when you put it in the system to when it's delivered has to sign for that thing. And your letter and affidavit, if it goes from post office to post office, has to be put in a locked cage in the back of the post office. I, I'm aware of that. Um, yeah. The person said that that was a better way to. No, well, whoever else. told you that didn't know what they're talking about. Sorry. Okay. Well, um, but here's the thing: the registered mail part has shows as being delivered on October 11th. Right. The certified says that it's in limbo. <laughs> so, um, it, yeah. so my question to you is. 
And then I spoke to someone else last night who recommended because theirs had taken six months and I believe it was just with certified to get um, posted. A family member took six months for it to be posted with just the regular certified. So my thought was if I include a um, screenshot of the delivery uh, from the registered, send it certified priority um, do you think that covers me? And then the other complication that I have is that I thought that I had lost my passport, but I didn't. I found it, of course, very shortly after I reported it lost. And so um, I kind of have the reverse situation of Mirka, where she, I guess, lost the card and I lost the book. So I was wondering if you thought that the first part would be a good plan and then if you had any thoughts on the second part given that apparently they're separate. Okay, well let's start here. In our system, when you put that in the mail, in the system, that day at the post office, from that minute it's considered received. Right. They okay. cro- do they cross reference when they get your pass? passport because i don't want it to be victoria i have no idea i don't know how all that crap works in those bureaucracies i mean i do you no i got no i got no i got no crystal magic ball here uh the thing is is i wondering you sent it you sent the same envelope both certified and registered i did Is that your own thoughts, or did somebody tell you to do that? That's the confusion. I have a question for her. When she says a certified return card, when you send something registered, you get a, to my knowledge, is you get a different colored return receipt card, probably red, I guess. The postal clerk isn't going to combine certified and registered. Well, he did. Well, not this is the a, reason not Jeff a, retired. Not, a, not as a status of that envelope. It's either registered or certified. Nope, mine are both. Yeah, well, well Victoria, Roger, which is the best one to send? Is it certified or is it registered? Which regist- one are we to send? Registered is only for things with intrinsic value. So certified is what we're saying. And keep in mind... With the COVID, everything's even slower. Now, people are having luck with priority mail, too. Okay, Merka has in here. It's, that's, much less. that's about $10 now. Yeah, I used. Okay, go to UPS and go take a certified mail card and fill yeah, it all out and give it to them. And, the and they will give you a receipt that says signing. it's been sent. Got it back. Hold right. on, right. two, two, three people are talking. Hold it, hold it. Two, three people are talking at once. Okay, is that Surrey? Who, who, who was, who was the male voice they're talking about? Bruce. Uh, Bruce, go ahead. Yeah, UPS service. They will uh, take. They will take your card, green card, and everything that you write up for certified mail. Mail it, mail it, and charge you the amount that you pay. To get it certified, the receipt will have the sort of the the order number and everything of the certified mail, no. and that receipt says it's been sent. 
you don't need the green card back. That's correct. Okay. Okay, so do, do I need to send it again? I didn't. Is the because when I look up the card number, it has that it's in limbo. On that one, on the receipt, and the receipt does show that it's been sent, but I the the register mail termed as delivered. I'd say this delivered. The registered mail is the one they everybody's got to sign for that touches it, Victoria. Right. I know. That's what I would think it would be okay with. But then when I was speaking to someone else, they said, no, I should send it in again. Well, it can't hurt to resend it. It can't hurt for them to see as many of these pieces of paper up there as possible, really. I will send it again, and I will send it priority certified. Yeah. Okay, and again, and we've covered this on the show innumerable times. The reason I know this, Victoria, is I used to work for Pitney Bowes. You know who those people are? I do. Okay. We had to know the postal regulations better than the postal clerks. Okay. Registered mail is for intrinsic value only. Anybody that touches it has to sign for it, and if it has to rest in a post office, it goes into a locked cage in the back. Right. I I understand that. The person felt that that Well, you better tell the person that felt that was better. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Go feel something else. And priority and certified are <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Victoria, you got a terrible. You've either got a terrible connection or a bad phone. I don't know, if, or a combination of the two. It's probably a combination. Um. So, um, regard regarding the passport being lost, and well, I'll just send it in. And why don't you call? Hours. Why don't you call the State Department and tell them your your situation? I reported this is lost, and I shortly found it thereafter. Okay. What do I do? Okay. All right, and and, and let us know what they say. Okay. Somebody else may fall into the same crack. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Thanks so much. You're welcome. So, Roger, I'm, the, I'm, I get we want to send certified mail, and there are two forms. There's the certified mail that's kind of got the green stuff, but it's white background, and there's no signature card. Then there's the green piece that's a signature card that you can check what kind of service that you want. Are you saying we don't want the signature card because that takes too long? And has no, to no I, didn't, I didn't say that at all. It's not certified. It's registered. With That's not green. It's red. Okay, so I have a bunch of these. Uh, I just went by the post office this morning, and they're the green cards that have the the signature okay. block required. I think there's a difference. I'll ask Jeff here. He's our retired postal employee. That there is certified, and then there's certified return receipt requested. Those are different, aren't they, Jeff? If I remember right. You can send a certified letter, and it has – so when you go to the post office – they gave you the, the actual green and white smaller slip of paper that they stamp with the local post office. You fill out the information it's going to, and that gets attached to the front of your item. 
the green return receipt requested card is optional. You pay extra to have that attached to the back of your item, and that's what you get returned to you. Yeah, that's when you get a slip back with the maybe. That's when you're supposed to get a ship a slip back showing it was received, who signed for it, stamped it, whatever. That's what I did, Roger. I did priority mail. I did certify. Well, now Merca's cutting out. Are we having internet problems in California today? Okay. So, since we can do both, or they're uh, not registered, that they're they're similar. Do we want the signature card? It seems like it would be a good thing to have, um, but if it's not necessary, if again, if it makes you sleep better at night, do it that way and put it in the folder with your affidavit. But don't don't get all worked up if that green card doesn't show back up because it could get lost. It gets lost in the way mail shuffled. I mean, they go through right. ten millions of pieces of mail a day at every general facility, and the sometimes those card, little cards get stuck in a magazine or something. What, Jeff? The green card is irrelevant, right? And the um, priority mail is really kind of a good idea. I use that for a lot of things, and it's gone up to nine ninety now here. But uh, you get a uh, receipt, or you can have it sent to your email, and it tracks it. Okay. They've changed that a little bit. The tracking isn't quite as thorough unless you pay extra <laughs> for that now, too. But you can see I, on the side there, it does show where it's, where it's going. The post, yeah, office, the post office is in dire problems because they took their budget and sent it to asshole in Ukraine. Go ahead. Um, my friend John did that mess. To, uh, to, he, he had a good suggestion. I, actually, I just saw one of his letters that he sent, and I started doing this. He sends it certified, so you get the tracking number, but he goes to the post office in advanced and picks up the tracking or the certified, and then he includes the uh, the tracking number at the bottom of his uh, cover letter. Yeah, that's so, good. You know, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, right. And so you know, you, if you have tracking included on it, and you have that copied and, and sent to everyone, then they know. You know, there's there's no pretending they didn't there's, get it there's there's no plausible deniability now is there <laughs> if you lock them in but if you send if you send it uh, certified with uh return requested don't they have to sign for it before they can even open it well they got to yeah. sign for it when they receive it yeah and they pick it up okay i sent i sent mine in on the fourth and the tracking information still says it's moving through the network the 4th of November? Yeah. I, I can tell you that I sent out my notices in half of them. I think I sent nine or ten. And half of them did not get received back with the signature card. And so I went to the post office. I asked to talk to the post office master or whatever his name, general. And uh, he looked. At, he had records of everything was signed and sent back. And he gave me a copy of the ones that I couldn't get copies of. But oh, it was cool. So that's what I did. Okay, Daniel, how are you? We hadn't heard from you too much lately. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Okay, you're sounding better. Yeah, it was spooky. It was a spooky time. Okay, well, glad you got through it. Yep. For now, that's what it's. I feel I'm doing better, so I'm just going without. I'm not getting no doctor to, to touch me with anything, so I don't care what they think. Stay away from those guys. That's exactly right. That's, I had to go. When I was in the middle of it, the hardest thing was, okay, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, no, stay away, stay away. And, of course, I had my 
son and my daughter saying, you know, you got to go to the doctor. No, right. no, 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 no. I finally had this. The hardest thing was saying, I'm not going to no damn doctor. Amen. <laughs> hey, you're, you're, you're taking your life in your own hands when you go to a doctor these days because it's hit or miss on whether they're corrupt or not. I'd say uh, beyond that, you're handing your life over to someone else's hands. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. When you go to the hospital, you're pre-registering for the morgue. <laughs> yeah. Well, today, that's what it is. It's the uh-huh. next step to the, to the grave, you know. Only funny because it's true. Well, that always has been the case. To, a, to an extent, anyway. but nothing like now. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's, it's revealing itself now to yes, everybody. Paul. Paul, uh, share uh, in Arkansas can't get back in. Well, when we went down, yeah, she she can't get back in from Arkansas. I I don't know what to do about it. I know I don't either. I tried to work her in. I couldn't get her in. Did she? Is she call? Is she trying to use the phone connection or she? Yeah. uh Well, she needs to probably use the digital connection. That's why I discourage people using the you know, they just had that one little hiccup. It happens occasionally. Hell, they might have had a, 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 a lightning. Maybe some of the Chinese rioters went into the building where the server is over there. It looks like what happened was that they rebooted with their new uh, – their, Paul was saying they're working on the phone calls having – you know, but now all the phone calls have phone numbers underneath them. Before that, they didn't, so I okay. think it was – an update. They just did it, and there's your update. Well, the best way to join us is digitally, either Jitsi Meet, the app in your Play Store, or the sequence where you plug it into a browser. We went over it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can't get in. I'm just well, to extend okay. our sympathies to her, okay? I don't know what to All right. Okay. All right. Tell her to hit the, the replay will be posted. Yeah, I got it. I think, okay. I think, I think Ken was trying to talk. Ken, well, we want to hear what Ken's got to say. Ken, front and center. Ken is never at a loss for words. Come on, Ken. I think Jitsi's giving him some problems. Okay, well, might be. Uh, Is anybody live and livid here that has some comments or questions? Speak up, Daryl. Okay, well, where do we go from here? I heard a real disturbing little bit of news on the economic front the other night, uh, and something we're near and dear to our hearts because it's the bond market. Okay, and they were talking about China, Japan. I think they mentioned one or two other countries, and even Social Security are dumping U.S. bonds. Well. Okay, And the reason they're doing it is because, remember, we've talked about bonds on here before. Bonds are somewhat confusing, the little, the, as little as I understand about it. I got a little bit. Bonds are a unique animal because they have what's called an inverse relationship between price and yield. Okay? And so as the yield, let's say, goes down... The price goes up, and that's where we're in right now. The yield is going down, and the prices have gone up, and all these entities are dumping bonds right now when the price is high. Okay, That is a harbinger of real bad caca around the corner. 
Don't forget yeah. the 1933 bankruptcy was done in the bond market. Okay, and I I speculate here because I don't know, I hadn't researched it, just knowing what I know. Um, that was when they confiscated the gold. Okay, before thirty three, there were gold settlement clauses in all contracts, and a bond buying a bond's a contract. So I'm sure that there was a bond settlement clause not only in the other contracts, but also in the bonds that the United States of America had published. That's where they bankrupted the country in the bond market and took the gold because the gold settlement clause was still active. Okay, Now, if you remember, they started birth certificates in 1921. So when that happened in 33, they already had 12 years of birth certificates as they switched the system to attach to the new bonds to replace the bankrupt bonds from the United States of America with this new funny money stuff you're the collateral for. Okay. So that whole incident in 33 was done in the bond market, not the stock market of 29, the bond market. And the bond market's about to turn. It's a 350-year cycle on top of a 50-year cycle. The bond market cycle that's ending right now started after Jimmy Carter. I don't know how, you know, Steve was saying he's a kid in the 90s. Well, this happened in the early 80s. And at the end of the 70s, Jimmy Carter had this country all inflated up. And you may or may not remember. You can go back and check it. Reagan got elected, and he appointed a guy over the Federal Reserve named Paul Volcker. And Paul Volcker took the bond rate up 21 22%, something like that. That's what the interest rates were at that time. That's correct. And uh, that started the 50-year bubble on top of the one 350-year bubble that's ending. They're both ending simultaneously. We got a rough road ahead of us, folks, financially. That's one of the things that makes this Itera wand so cool is because it works, it does phenomenal things, and we can get involved with that. And it's not going through some Jew that owns a distributor that's making all the money. We can participate in this, okay? Yes, go ahead, Paul. If anyone has Sherry's phone number, just uh, send it to me in a private message, and I'll bring her in on Skype. Yeah, Roger, all I remember is Greenspan is the Federal Reserve chairman. Yeah, well, Volcker, you know, Volcker is very interesting. There's a real interesting connection here. Would would y'all agree with me that Volcker is a pretty unusual last name? He is Jewish, though. Yeah, it's probably Volcker and Volcker and people, the people. All right. Volk. All right, now get this. Back when the Lindbergh baby was kidnapped, guess who the sheriff of that county in New Jersey was? I'd guess Volker. You'd be correct. Well, actually, it wasn't even the Lindbergh baby, but yeah, the Volker stood before a class. Uh, Truat was uh, in the front and center of that class, and uh, but it was mostly Jewish boys and. Uh, and he uh, pulled out a gold coin out of his pocket, and he says, this is our money. And uh, then he pulled out a $100 bill, a C-note, and uh, lit it on fire and, and uh, 
lit his cigar and said, this is goy money. This was the first time Truant heard the word goy. Huh. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Roger, uh, concerning your last uh, statement about the banks creating the uh, or going crashing the bond market in thirty three. No, no, no. I didn't about? say. I didn't say. I said it was separate from the stock market crash. I mean, okay. banks and all these all these guys are thick as thieves. So it's hard hard to differentiate. But the twenty nine right. stock market crash did not cause the bankruptcy. It was done in the bond market. I just recently found that out. Fairly recently. And, and, and what did you say happened in 21? 21, they passed the birth certificate act. We never had birth certificates before that. It was always registered in the family Bible. Okay. Right, but so it was in the middle of the first depression caused by the federal reserve after world war one, they went through a short depression and I think Coolidge was president then. And he just let the thing run. He didn't take any of their advice and it was over within two years. Okay. And it was in that period of time, I think, and I've heard speculation that they were trying to, there was a bunch of banks in the U.S., especially in the farming areas, that had not joined the Federal Reserve System. And that depression was to try and take over farmland, force those banks out of business, and get the other ones in the Federal Reserve System. At that two-year period is when they – there's Daryl – is when they ran the birth certificate law through. And so if you think about it now that we know the timeline, when they knew they were going to switch the system and how they are going to do it, now they had 12 years of birth certificates as the old bonds of the United States of America with the gold clause where they came and, and confabbed the gold. Now they've got to put out the new bonds, and they've got 12 years of birth certificates to attach to the bonds, and then they've turned everybody else in the system into this system, and the people born from that subsequent thing had birth certificates, and the whole system changed. But it was done in the bond market. Right. So, uh, you know, they, they like to use the same play. I just put a link in the, uh, in the comments or the, the chat uh, for the Banking and All Act in the 116th Congress. It was passed in uh, 2020. And uh, the in general statement for this says, all Federal Reserve banks shall not later than January 1st, 2021, which is 100 years after they, uh, they did the uh, birth certificates, Make digital wallets available to all <laughs> residents and citizens of the United States and to businesses domiciled within the United States. So it's already through. Yep. I remember when this was happening. This, you know, that was uh, a week or so before they closed my account. Okay. So. Yeah, they are hell bent to leather to get these CDDBCs, uh, uh, whatever, whatever that thing is, in. Is that's their ultimate control? So we'll see. Uh, they got a bunch of problems with yes. it. How, you know, yep. how are you going to take all the people that are the homeless people and stuff and give them a bank card? Where's your cell phone? Well, I thought you were going to give me some Mad Dog 2020. Daryl, is that you? I guess it wasn't. Okay. So anyway, just a comment. The thing that, spot, that, that spurred all this is the comment that I heard the other day that they listed these entities, countries, and then, and there was a couple other government agencies too, but the last one, Social Security. You know, that's what they've done is they've taken all these pools of money of cash, currency, and they've taken the bonds that you're the collateral for because they have value and they've traded them for the funds. And now when these things go under, they're holding bonds that you're the collateral for that you're supposed to pay for. 
Roger, I got a question. Okay. Well, so I just got a question. How are how is um, what is your plan, Roger? And how do you suggest those people that um, you know those of us that aren't in that system? How do you suggest that we besides well, gold and silver? Gold. Well, I you know with with the condition in, in cyber currency, I got out of cyber currency a couple of years ago because I either lost it, got it stolen. Or, or, or couldn't get back into my wallet for some damn reason, okay? And I just said, finally, enough's enough. I, I fortunately, 20 something years ago, I had a real cash flow, rich cash flow, uh, period of my life there for a couple of years with no expenses, and I bought gold, okay? And so, uh, that was a long time ago. I'll tell you how long ago it was. Yeah, every bit of gold that I hold was bought at less than $300 an ounce. So you're going back a couple of years, 20 years or so. Yeah, 20-something years ago, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing that's solid, uh, and everything else looks like it's built on quicksand. But you're going to have to make those decisions yourself. Hey, I want to just add something real quick here. Merka was trying to get through, and her phone was breaking up. And what she did to send in the affidavit was she used priority mail and the certified mail and returned uh, – you know, receipt request. So she put the one inside the the, the priority mail, and she got the uh, green card back uh, almost immediately, you know, very shortly <laughs> after. And that, that's using the system. It's a little more expensive, but it's kind of, you know, and you can track it, too. So Okay. Go to UPS. It's quicker. Anyway, <laughs> Paul, did you get the number? Did you get Sherry's number? I sent it to you. Paul. Yeah, she's she's connected. Okay, good. Good. I don't understand if um, you're dealing with these kind of things. How come people aren't using registered mail? Wow, were you listening earlier? Where were you five minutes well, I, ago? <laughs> I got on. Well, I got on here late, but I okay. use registered mail for all, all that right. stuff. Well, let's go back and get everybody a postal course here. Registered mail is only for things with intrinsic value. Gold, silver, bear bonds, stock certificates, those are the things you use registered mail for. The reason is because they have intrinsic value, everybody that touches the package from the time you put it in the system till the time it's delivered has to sign for it. If it stays at a post office overnight, it gets separated from the other mail and put into a locked cage because it's only supposed to be used for things with intrinsic value. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it answers my question, but I, I have my own registered book and everything, and I when I send letters like that, I register mail it, you and know. I've been doing that for decades. Well, I don't care how long you've been doing it. Those are the rules, and that's what that mail's used for. You want to continue to do it? Knock yourself out. But that's not what it's supposed to be used for. And it's extra slow now with the Div Oak. Okay. And you got to tape every seam on whatever the package is because it's supposed to have intrinsic value. That's why they require that little step. Okay, so who else has got a question? Who else has got a comment? Roger, I had a question. Okay, is that Samuel again? Yeah. 
Um, you know, in the Truth in Lending Act, they, uh, they, I guess that Pat passed in 68. They said that you could, uh, like on a mortgage. I think the dumb question and not asked the mortgage, is the dumb hold, question. Now, hold on. Hold on. There's two, three, two, three people well, talking on. at once. Samuel, you were speaking. Yeah, uh, Start again, please. Okay, in 68, I think they passed the Truth in Lending Act. So but things like mortgages, you had three days to back out of that contract, right? So do you think that is the same thing as when you get a traffic citation, people say they're trying to contract with you? Is that why you have 72 hours to dispute that? I have no idea. Okay. Okay. I didn't hear anything he said. What did he say? Wow, is Jitsi is Jitsi having? Is these are these subsequent problems from this hiccup? We're getting ambient noise. We're getting two people talking at the same time. Ambient noise is coming off a of TP when he's un, when he's on uh, when his mic is on. Okay, all kinds of stuff coming from there. Okay, TP, please mute. All right, now somebody had a question a second ago. Come again, please. There's clicking. There's some really nice clicking. That's Victoria. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm only hearing half the conversation. Victoria. That's when Victoria's, uh, there we go. She's okay. muted. Okay. I'm okay. hearing your voice, but other people I'm not hearing. Well, I, you know, Jitsi, may, there may be some tech stuff in there. Let's try and forge on here. I I think that the ticket thing is because of the, because it's a security, right? And you have a right to rescind. Um that's, I think that's what Anthony was referring to originally, the, re, the right of rescission, which is consumer's right to rescind, uh, to rescind any kind of contract or security, interest security. Could be. Don't know. Isn't that also 72 hours? Yes, it is 72 hours. There may be something there, Samuel. Don't know. If I remember right, Lewis said to put um, in red at the top of the ticket the date, and on the side sideways on the side of the ticket, rescind it in blue. Patriot, you actually you actually want to do that at a forty five degree angle. Okay. In in red ink. Does it matter if it's? And there's also. Go ahead. Does it matter if it's forty eight or forty nine degrees? Well, not really. It just you know, in general, just don't you know, you don't need a protractor. <laughs> well, now we got crickets. Okay. I just I just needed I just needed where that noise is coming from. I think uh Jitsi is because uh, I had to switch from my phone to my computer. Yeah. Because it, it just won't even work on my phone. Wow. Well they, whatever happened there they as uh, Lisa said, uh, she was having trouble too. But you can go to Eurofolk Radio and listen. Hey, Joe, our Global Voice Radio. Don't forget, Merg. What? Who's saying something? I was asking Roger, about the forty-five degree angle. Now, hold on, hold on, Merca, hold on. I kid, this guy's tried twice. I hadn't heard him yet. Try again. Sorry, it's it's Steve uh, from Colorado. I was yes, about the, the the citation with the angle. Is that written over the middle of the citation, like on top of? Or is it just kind of up in the corner off to the side, and I don't know if it matters as long as you're writing rescinded on it? I think I would put it kind of off to the side so it's nice and clear. 
so that they see it. Your, you have to hold your mouth the right way too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That that has overtones of stuff. Yes, it does. That's only at the post office, Jeff. G off. Okay. Ah, let's see. Well, we've I've discussed. Seen people write it right over the ticket in like a red marker, so that it it was nice and clear to read. But they just rescinded the uh, contract. Okay. I'm going to be ordering a stamp. So once I get the stamp, I'll make that available to whoever wants one. Okay. Is that Anthony? Yes. Okay. I got a great stamp. Well, hopefully you don't get so many tickets. You need a damn stamp, for God's sakes. Well, you can use a writer ascension on a lot of things. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, what, Paul? I got a great stamp, but it doesn't say right of res- It doesn't say... Uh, uh, rescission, but you know it's a great stamp. I got my name, my address, a space for my phone number, all rights reserved, and it's all surrounded in a solid red box. So anything I stamp it on, it's on the document, but it's not on the document. It's a groovy stamp. Say a legal alien. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. You guys don't have any idea about stamps until you come to Argentina. Those people are the. <laughs> They are the stampiest people you've ever seen in your life. Okay, I mean, I think they have colleges, course, college courses on how to stamp. Okay, because I mean, they're stamp crazy down there. Okay, I'm, that's like the sequence in Brazil where they went to go get somebody's husband, and they got a receipt for the receipt for his receipt, and then she got a receipt for his receipt. <laughs> Listen, that's like it is. There's somebody did a funny video down there about some girl going into the immigration or something, and the guy going through the whole process and he goes, I need this. Boom. She pops it out. Boom. I need this. Bam, bam, bam. And, and I can't remember the whole sequence, but finally the bureaucrat falls over out of his chair on the floor. <laughs> Cause she sort of circumvented every one of his damn questions. It's funny as hell, but you'd have to appreciate it to live down there to really appreciate it. Cause I mean, they're stamp crazy. Okay. So anyway, don't, don't get like that. <laughs> Uh, all right who's got something else here today in this little can we go you anybody need clarification on registered mail oh god no (laughs) yes there's a hey roger sounds like it's something sane come forward please it's abram um abram did you just recently uh learn about what happened in 33 you know, I'm trying to try and, I guess, uh, anticipate what's going to come up with this uh, I, digital. No, I, I've been able to piece it together over the years, but fairly recently, and I don't know how long ago, I, I found out it was a bond market bankruptcy, not not caused by the stock market thing in 29, which makes sense, makes sense. Now, yeah, when you right. look and go, well, a, a while back I found out about the one of the big problems they had with that transition is that there were so many outstanding contracts that had a gold settlement clause in them. Now they'd outlawed gold. So they had to go back and maneuver around existing contracts with that clause in it. Right. Like – you know what are they going to do? What what are they going to do with mortgages and so on? You know, I'm I mean hell, I have no idea. You know, 
Well, mortgages are already illegal, if you know well, the law about that. I don't want to open up my mouth about that. Well, because I mean, look, technically, it's fraud. It's fraud because they said they loaned you money and they didn't. You loaned them the currency value on a promissory note. So just like everything else they do, it's all based on fraud. I agree, uh, but they're refusing to see these these cases in court now. You know, well, I can well the first engine of tyranny is a corrupt judiciary. What else would you expect? Well, they accepted the uh, note, so they got the uh, burden of uh, proof that it's not uh, paid paid off. That's why I went through foreclosures on two two houses, and they threw me in jail. They didn't want right. to prove it. No, exactly, and, the, and and they have the courts on their side, so they don't have to prove it. You know, it's it's on us. So when uh, the hyperinflation happens and the economy crashes and they uh, have margin calls on people's homes and, uh, you know, you owe more than than, uh, it's than not, the assessed value is or, or, or goes down to, then they'll they'll basically say pay up, you know, you'll owe whatever. Do you have you ever, Abram, have you heard of an acceleration clause? Right. Well, that's what I'm I'm. I'm I guess no. I didn't know the term, but every every mortgage has an acceleration clause in it, and what that means is that they can call the full mortgage due and payable at any time. I I, I, my understanding that before the bankruptcy, the only mortgages in the U.S. were ten year mortgages. That was they won't lend you a mortgage down here longer than ten years. Okay. And so after it, they extended it 30 years because it gets to suck so much more interest out of you over that time. Okay. But they have a clause in every mortgage. And I heard that they, they pulled the trigger on the acceleration clause in the thirties, by the way. I've never verified. I just heard that one time, but that's sitting right out there like a big time bomb. And all they got to do is call acceleration clause and invoke it. You, know, you don't have everything. You, you can't pay off the remaining balance. Your mortgage, I guess, will come get our house. Right. And so, uh, you know, uh, when these things happen, though, the value of gold and, and silver goes to the roof. So gold and silver. Things, this, right. It, then it, then you, know, you may be offset. You might be able to, if you're planning ahead, you know, well, save uh, your, gold, just a little bit. Gold's about to explode. Silver, too. Okay. Yep. Okay. With this bond market fiasco shaping up, especially, uh, I forgot people are buying gold and silver countries too, hand over fist. Okay, I mean, if they can find it, they're going to buy it. That's the issue is finding it. At, at right now, it is. Well, apparently, you can rescind the mortgage three years after it. Okay, don't know about that. I don't ever want another one of them things. The brokers are paying a hundred dollars per ounce just to get gold, and you're going to pay that too. So whatever oh. spot is, it's not even real. No spot's not real. Look at what your what premium your dealer's putting onto it, and that's going to be reflective of a much more accurate price. It's not going to be the price. I don't think we can calculate the price, quite frankly, because we don't have any this idea is- how much this paper crap's floating out there. Roger, you, you know, idea I, from eBay. Hold on. eBay and a one ounce gold coin, you can get a good idea what the oh. physical price is going for. Yeah, it's probably a little more accurate. Okay, two, three. Roger, All right, Roger. Help. Who just said that? Roger. We got problems. Samuel. Samuel. How, how fraudulent is that mortgage if they're asking you on the mortgage if you're a citizen and a resident? 
Well, the whole thing, the whole well, thing's the whole, fraud. The whole thing's fraud. Well, if you're signing that, then you know they sort of can make up whatever rules they want, can't they? Sure. Yeah, sure. So, just saying. I, um, I mortgages. I when I I would suggest that anybody who can do private financing with a private individual on buying property, whether it's land or homes, etc. In other words, what Samuel say, and ask the seller if he'll carry the paper. Okay, somebody was trying to inject when Samuel was talking. Who was that? Uh, Roger, I put a link to the Jerome Daly affidavit, if anybody wants to check that out, because it explains how the president of the bank made the funds, but there's no law supporting that they can do it. So it's actually against the law for them to create money on an accounting line. It, it, the whole the whole system's fraud from top to bottom, folks. Every little trick is fraud. They have to protect them from that. Usually, usually that paper is moved around so that there's people in between like that or something. Firewall. Hello, somebody said something about something. Come forward. Yeah, I was trying to say um, something, but Jeffrey here, if Jeffrey could stop muting me, that would be great. Um, you all kinds of background noise. It's irritating. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't have any background. I'm sitting in a quiet room with insulated walls. There's no way that's noise coming from me. Yeah, yeah, no you got background noise, too. You definitely I do. You just don't hear it. I apologize. Yep, TV. Well, it is coming from there, but sorry. Well, all, right. Well, from myself. all right. Well, we'll put all that aside. What do you got to say? Well, I was just going to say, you know, it, I think it's it's very um, unprofessional. It doesn't get anything done when when you down someone in the community when they make a statement and make a joke out of it. You know, someone that's been in the game for a long time. It's not my first rodeo. You know, I just learned something today from you. Okay, who, who, first of all, who who am I speaking with? This is TP. TP, did I da- did I down you? Yeah, you made a, a condescending joke. I did. On the thing. Anybody else? Yes. Anybody else have anything to talk about registered mail and made a joke about it? Yeah, I, I did. Because registered mail is for intrinsic value. If you've been doing it for years, you've been doing shit wrong for years. We had just gone over it twice. So no offense. It was just being a little humorous. Okay, but I didn't. I wasn't here. I wasn't. Couldn't get on the system. What I'm saying is, it's okay to have a fun time. But it's sometimes somebody comes on here who doesn't understand what's going on. They're trying to learn. And no, get offended. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. I'm just saying that it's it's not helpful to the group as someone else comes in that doesn't have thick skin like I do. And well, you know, I just sound like it's you got thick skin show. to me. <laughs> Calling the well, John no. Moore show on RBN. You <laughs> get your skin thickened. Yeah. So I mean that's why this this we just run in place here and we don't get anything done because okay well TP maybe you need to go find another show since we don't get anything done here okay <laughs> hey, can we go over this uh, mailing in thing again I, I didn't get I just came in <laughs> yeah it's okay, called be an archive people yeah and it will be only about registered mail apparently. Unbelievable. Okay, does anybody have something constructive to say, please? I do. Uh, in terms of gold, uh, there are certain states that already accept it, and I just want to mention them. 
Uh, some of them are Colorado, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Utah, at least since 2017, as, as legal, legal tender. Yes. Currency. And Arizona, Wyoming, Texas, Kansas, Louisiana, Indiana, Tennessee, West Virginia, and South Carolina now accept gold and silver as cash. So these are the well, you states know, that accept this. This is what Tupper Saucy's first book was all about. He built a whole career off of that very issue right there. It's called Miracle on Main Street. Are you familiar with it? No. Miracle on Main Street, Tupper Saucy. Every state constitution says you're supposed to pay your taxes of gold and silver, real money. Oh, that's interesting. I should check if my state. Okay. Mine charges a, a sales tax on it. Sales gold tax silver. on, on yeah. gold and silver? They're, ta- they're, they're charging sales tax on money being exchanged for money. All yeah, right. Yes. Tell David and Dayton to speak up since he wants to say something. Dave and Dayton, speak up in this day of multi-confusion. Okay, Dave, you got the spotlight front and center. Maybe he was accidentally putting his hand up. Could be. Hey, Roger. Hello. Could somebody bring some sanity to this, please? Yes. David and Dayton, put your hand down and speak up. We don't recognize hands up around here. We recognize voices. You got to unmute, dude. You got to unmute first. Yo, Roger. Yo. Yeah, I got 66 questions. Well, I don't know if we got time for that. But any of them on registered mail? <laughs> I got, uh, uh, are we having fun yet? Yeah, we're having fun. Hey, Rod, this yeah. is William in uh, Georgia. Hey, when, William. when Abram was talking, when Abram was talking a little while oh. ago, I couldn't hear him, and neither could Lisa. I backed out of the room and tried to come back in, and I had like a half a dozen bridge failures. So, GVN missed the last 15 minutes of the show. So, could you go over what you talked about again? Oh, no. <laughs> red, red is registered mail, and green is certified. <laughs> <laughs> you mean uh, in, in terms of gold and silver? All the pranks. Okay. I've I've lost control of the program. <laughs> did, did Ken get on? No, no. I keep trying to call him, and he sends my call to voicemail. So, oh my god, forget him. Okay, I think William was trying to talk, and only only part of the William, board heard him. I, I, I got William in Georgia, and everything went south. William, are you there? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm patient, man. Here. Okay, good man, William. Patience Thanks, is sir. a virtue. I hope so. Um, have you heard it on the gold um, gold uh, issue? Have you heard anything about HR ninety one fifty seven about the Gold Restoration Act? No, hadn't heard a word about it. Tell us about it. Oh, it's the 117th Congress. Is that the one we're in right now? I believe so. All right. About the... Can't hear the questions, but I can hear you, Roger. I can hear you, Roger. All right. Well, we Jitsi's obviously got problems today, folks. That's adding to the confusion here. William, what did you want to talk about on this HR whatever it was? Well, it's just, I was wondering if you heard about it. It's the, uh, 
Congress should define the dollar as a fixed weight of measure. They did that back in 1787. <clears throat> yeah, but they're, they're supposedly re-looking at it. They're going to change it from 300 and something grains of silver? Yeah, I don't know. That's I, I guess we need to do some more research on it. But uh, I sent you a couple emails recently. I know you get a lot. I don't have time to cover all that kind of crap. I get I just get swamped, you know. Right. Okay. Well, I just that, this is the for, Well, this is the forum to bring that sort of stuff up if you if you want it addressed or discussed. So they're trying to change the 1870 coinage act or whatever it was over and and, and revalue the dollar. From three hundred and something right. millions of silver, right? Yeah. What are they going to change it to? Propose it to? I I don't know. I just did do some more research on it, but I was hoping maybe y'all or somebody down there would uh, on the board heard about it. No, I have not. Anybody else heard about it? Nope. Well, there's no telling. Nope. They're doing so much skullduggery up there now. There's no telling. Right. Okay. Roger, I have a question. Okay. This is Joan. It's Joan in um, Arizona. Hello, Joan. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you because I wouldn't have gotten as far as I have with this if it wasn't for you. Listening to that one TJ or whatever it was, he was very rude. I really am so thankful for you. And, thank you. Um, but anyways, the reason I'm calling or I got on here is because I got my letter that I, I sent to um, the IRS and I've got the um, state treasurer and the state tax revenue that I've sent it to. And I want to know, um, Presley had another letter that went to the attorney general's office, different from the IRS one. So I'm sending other things, our local uh, which, ones. Which, which attorney general, the United States or Arizona? Um, my guess is it's supposed to be your attorney general for your state, it right? Is. This is where you're weaponizing. You, you sever the change the relationship with the head guy. Now you're going to cover the people in your state, and what you're doing here is taking the concept of due process, notice, and the right to be heard that underpins all the laws, and you're putting them in that trick bag by putting them on notice that your status has been changed. And you do it in such a way where you connect the attorney general to the local people in around your town. And you do it uh, through the laws of agency. And the reason for that is uh, we don't do, at least I don't ever tell anybody to do something. There's not a reason behind it. Okay. So the reason you're doing that is because if they, if you're, you get a speeding ticket and that local district attorney who's been put on notice dockets that ticket. After he's been put on notice, he's acting outside of his delegated responsibilities, and he now loses his cloak of immunity, and he becomes personally liable. And when he does that, because they're locked together through the laws of agency, the attorney general's in the same position. Ah, okay. Now, does that same letter go to the Secretary of State, or should I be no, sending you know, the No, you don't need to send anything. State. You don't need to send the Secretary of State or say anything. He doesn't deal with this. It's the Secretary of State of the United States. The difference is your state Secretary of State doesn't issue passports. He gives businesses corporate status. That's who you go to to do all the business in the state. He incorporates. He gets fees from you, all that stuff. You don't need to put him on notice for anything unless you want to incorporate somehow. 
So it's the Secretary of State of the United States, then. Correct. Is that it? Correct. Okay. So I know you said it's real important to get a letter off to them. Is it the one, a copy whoa, of whoa, our whoa, whoa. Uh, letter to the IRS? Hold it. You you got to, Joan, you got to deal with the Secretary of State of the U.S. before you do any of this other stuff. Okay, well, I've already sent off, um, it was to the U.S. Department of State. Is that the same thing? That's the same one. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay. All right. Then I'm, I'm okay. He's the Lord of the Manor. Okay. Well, I, I've done, been there and done that, so I'm I'm good to go on that. Okay. So I, I thought it was two different things. So, okay. No. Now you All go right. back and you do the Attorney General of Arizona, who's a crooked son of a bitch. Okay. Yeah. And you do all the what? What town are you in out there? Uh, Mojave County, but I didn't really want to send anything over to the um, Secretary of State here. She's you well, know. You no, know, well, of course. No, you, well, she does. She does. Oh, Hobbs. Yeah, that's right. She. She controlled the election that she won. Yep. Uh, so, no, you don't want to do anything with her. Of course, she won't be in that office long. <laughs> She's going to be your governor. Uh, but you want to do the local people. Okay. Sheriff of Mojave County or whatever it is. Chief of police, if you've got one. The district attorney, for sure. And the one we've added lately is the, the county public health official. Because they're fixing to start mandatory jabs, folks. You see it. I saw some film. The gal that from Australia that was uh, has been sitting in on, uh, on the fourth hour of AJ lately. It was, it was really good, by the way. And she was showing pictures on these towns in Australia on all the ro- roads leading out of town. They've got hello <laughs> on all the roads leading out of town. They've got the road painted red for what looked like about 30 yards with a big X in the middle, and they got signs on each side that break down and form into barriers. Heard a guy call in to uh, AJ yesterday. His father's a pastor. They're getting all the pastors together and having meetings twice a week (coughs) with Homeland Security, telling them there's something big coming. We're real close to them doing it, whether it's tied to this treaty that they're going to try and shove through don't know but we there's there's stuff imminent in the i'd say immediate to near future so it's a public health director then correct yes and the reason for that is because a couple of months ago washington state tried to pass a law it didn't get through where they literally made the local health official be able to deputize people and gave them basically from what i understood the same powers as a sheriff that's yeah. for forced immunizations. Well, I've written down here too the medical examiner coroner too. You could coroner's at technically the highest rated law official in the county because he's the one that goes in and does autopsies and stuff. Technically, he's above the sheriff. We found in a couple of places the coroner and the sheriff are the same person. Huh. Okay. See, all these all right. things are different slightly, potentially, from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Yeah. Okay, well, we're about to get out of this mess of a show today. Maybe well, Jitsi thank you. Will, yeah, you're welcome, Joan. Uh, maybe uh, Jitsi will get their act together here and won't have – we haven't had that in a while, really, but something happened. Roger? Uh, yes, sir. Is that Daniel? It's Daniel. I have a concern that's happened over the last week, and I sense that – 
you got overridden. I'm not want to speak for you, but this Ron thing really concerns me. This what uh, thing? Ron, the Ron guy in the nut farm. Okay. And we don't do that kind of stuff. And we spent so much energy and time and he's all over the internet with all kinds of other platforms. My concern, well, Paul has a concern too, but the flip side of Paul's concern is if this gets out that we're going to help people that have been got a rap sheet a mile long, we could attract those people and it could totally defunk our whole platform of what well, we're trying to that's do. That's not what we do here. We're not in the pro business of getting people who've had a lifetime of problems out of their current problem. That's not what we do here. Okay. So Yeah, I just want to back you up hundred percent. I I totally agree. And I, I think that we went off the slide because the guy's I think extremely professional in the way he comes off. He's very calm and uh, he can suck your your sympathies, and we can't allow that because we can really damage what we're doing. I think. I mean, yesterday I think we got it taken care of yesterday. I hope so. Yeah. He comes on and but says, you know, "I said Mark and Mark and Ella in particular, you know, are are going to be helping him." So, yeah, well, that's but right. They're the problem. What are they doing helping him off of this show? You know, I mean, that's well, well if you can make that connection, that's good. But Dave in the Thumb is the one that hooked him up, and he's the one that gets him on all these other platforms. Too. Yeah, I know. That's the question. He's Dave the Thumb. Who's that? You know, I mean. But anyway, I'm just, I'm just concerned. I think we need to really back off of that strongly. I think well, Roger, you had because these guys come in so belligerent and strong. You just get you, you kind of go off, and it's like it's actually, I really well, that's that's that. water under the bridge now. We've helped them, so we've done our deed. So. Well, yeah. but we I think Daniel, we don't know, so we can just let it go. Okay, Daniel, folks. I think some good can come out of it. I think if we all learn how to do a habeas corpus, a common law one, I think that'd be a good thing. Bring on the whistler. The whistler's <laughs> gone and the show's off, and see you tomorrow, maybe, with some sanity.